Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rule Rouge Podcast. It's been a while, I'm your host, Trunk. I'm joined this week by Mr. Sebastian Stafford-Bloor. How are you doing, Seb? I'm doing well, Jack. It's been, we were saying before, we haven't done this for quite a while. No. I haven't been on for a really long time. I, 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 yeah. Uh, you've been letting, letting the side down a bit, mate. Actually. I have been letting Come the side on. down a little bit. I've been a little bit lazy with it, yeah. Mm. I'll hold my hands up there. Yeah, good, good. More so than Tim Sherwood ever managed to do. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Worth you're, it. Yeah. You're not a complete arsehole. No, no, I, I, I didn't start kind of like leaking uh, information to the Tottenham way. It's always good not to leak, mate. Yeah, especially it, it, at our age. Yeah, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, always nice. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Um. So let's 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 jump straight into uh, Spurs guff. We're, get, we're gonna try and make this a nice. He says, gonna try and make this a nice bite-sized uh, pod. It's not gonna happen, is it? It's gonna be f- five hours, sprawling. Five hours of gold. Yeah, it's gonna be our Moby Dick. Um, yeah. Our deer hunter. Yeah. Where mm. uh, well, should, should we start? With Millwall. Start with Millwall because I don't know whether there's much to say about Millwall, but um, we haven't touched on it. Um, I'm surprised anyway. by how uh, how crap they were. Yeah, they're a championship team. I mean, and not a good championship team. I I, I mean, I, I I was expecting because I I hadn't watched any of their games prior to to the one they played against us, but um, all the reports talked of how. I, mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but you know how energetic they were and how. Uh, how they didn't sort of take in any kind of inferiority complex against their Premier League sides, and they hadn't actually, they hadn't actually conceded a goal since the second round of the competition, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and they made they were, up for it uh, in that game, didn't they? They did, they did, and they, um, I mean, it, it, it wasn't even you know against some sides you have that kind of like that twenty minutes of bluster from from lower league teams where they kind of they look like your equals and. You know, they might have a little bit of a, a header over the bar from a set piece. There was none of that. from Right from the beginning, it was just, we battered them. Um, it was very uh, professional, wasn't it? It was great to see uh, us turning a performance like that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Also, we didn't do that thing of getting to 2 or 3-0 and just keep the ball. We went for the proper humiliation, just run up the score, which I always like seeing happen. Um, just because, you know, I, I forget that it's my team, but you, you kind of want a side like that to be put in their place. 
Uh, so no, right. I think. Do you think it plays into it that the players knew how close we are to Wembley semi-final, some actual silverware once again, potentially? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I also, I, I think it helped that we had a couple of players on the pitch who had a, a point to prove. Um, I mean, Kieran Trippier had a very good game. Um, you know, Home and Son scored a hat trick. I mean, kind of scored a hat trick without playing particularly well, but he did score a hat trick. Um, and just a couple of players that, if you if you if you sort of maintain, it's a, it's a fine balance, I'll admit. But if you if you kind of preserve the the sort of the general continuity of the first team, but you dot in four three or four guys who who are on the verge and you know could really do with the performance, you actually have quite an energetic cup team. Um, and I think Pochettino got that right. It was um, yeah, it was great to see actually. Just a, a really it comes with caveats because of the opposition, but. You know, irrespective of that, it, it was just a really strong performance and none of the kind of the weak, tentative nonsense that like we, we've we've seen in the past. Because previously, we, we've kind of squeezed through to Wembley. I remember that Burnley game. Mm. Uh, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the one I remember. And obviously Sheffield United a few years ago. Um, you know, it just sort of, we got there, but whilst also humiliating ourselves a little bit. So it's kind of nice not to do that. Would you, uh, well, let, let's not talk about Chelsea yet. Let's talk about Harry Kane. Um, that's a pretty despicable moment, which I'm going to be honest, as much as I, I very much enjoyed the game, um, and I'm very happy to be, you know, in the semi final at least of the FA Cup, it did take a lot more than just the gloss off the afternoon, really, didn't yeah. it? That Kane Jam injury. out the donut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, really know what to say. I mean, the only saving grace is that it's not going to be as long as last time when we've got an international break now. I mean, my concern is not actually how long he's out for. It's what kind of player he is when he comes back. Because when he came, I know that the first injury is more serious, but when he came back, he didn't come back as the player he, what he's been over the last couple of weeks. He, he was a bit sluggish, wasn't great in front of goal. I mean, he did score a couple of goals, but he was up until probably six weeks ago he was a little bit ropey um and i don't know if you want if there's any point in the season because because at the moment we, we we don't it's not that we don't need him it's just that every game we're playing for the next few weeks is pretty winnable um so yeah i, I don't know i, I just I, I'd, I'd rather have him um uh, at the top of his form sort of mid to late april when we've got you you know united and chelsea and and, and arsenal and um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of pointless, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's very frustrating because, as you said, um, he was just hitting that form now, wasn't he? Like yeah, his top form. I'd argue his best form of his career, uh, I'd say. And uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. I mean, I what what I, what I think. Um, I kind of move on to the Southampton. Um, it seemed that the team was slightly better equipped to deal with him offensively because. That, that when, when when he went down, everyone kind of republished their, you know, look what happens to to, to Spurs' goal per game average when Kane's out the side. And actually, on Sunday, we created loads of chances. Uh, we didn't take them, and, you know, Fred's forced to make a couple of good saves. And, you know, there are other problems that resulted from Kane not being there. But I don't know. It, it, I, I, I think we're in a healthier place to deal with him not being there. But I, you can't just dismiss something like that. Son stepping in for him... Um against Southampton, didn't have the greatest of games, in, in my opinion. It, it, again, shining a light on 
everything that Kane brings to uh, to our team, um, not just his goals, but the way in which he operates in that in yeah. that position, he is by no means um, just a head on the end of a on the end of a cross or something you'd expect from an Andy Carroll type striker. Um, no, 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 good. And we, I think, we tend to see that every every time someone else plays in that role, as we saw with Soldado previously. We see with Janssen. Um, although in saying that, I think Janssen's cameo he probably did more in his ten minutes than Sun did for most of the time he was on the pitch. Um, uh, yeah, exactly what I thought. I, I mean, I, 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 like Sun does offers something. I'm not quite sure what that is. I mean, he he's mobile and he's pretty good wide in a wide areas, but. Like whenever he, whenever whenever he comes to collect the ball centrally, um, and this is not really his fault because he's not a forward, um, but he um, he just he, he doesn't have the the muscle to deal with centre halves. Even like Mayor Yoshida is not like a hulking beast of a player, and neither really is Jack Stevens, but he still struggled. Uh, but Janssen, like what I, what I will say about Janssen is that he uses that arse really well. I mean, when when like it, it, when we needed to to run the clock down at the end, he must have. I haven't seen the statistics. He must have won about four or five free kicks from taking contact and falling over and, you know, just useful stuff in, in probably about, I think he's only on the pitch for eight minutes. But it's just like every time, every time we went to him, you know, went down another 30 seconds off the clock. And yeah, I, he's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they got a bit spitty towards the end, didn't they, Southampton? Yeah, their fans are a bit shitty as well. I mean, they... They, they 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 kind of they reacted to the game as if some great injustice was going on. Whereas in reality, okay, maybe they could have had a penalty on Tadic in the first half. Uh, well, I don't really think it was, but um, but every decision, it was kind of you know, it was as if uh, yeah, I don't know, hard to see it from somebody else's perspective. But um, their players got a bit feisty. I, th- I think, yeah, yeah that I, I reckon it probably was a penalty, but if I recall correctly, we had a pretty legitimate penalty on Ali turned down, like a, a second one later on in the in the game. He he got taken out. Um, I think it was by what's, what's his name, the big guy that actually got booked. Like Oh, uh, Romeo. Yeah, Romeo. He had a very good game, yeah. actually. I thought that, lad. Yeah, Mayo, to be honest, Romeo, I... It's not a Southampton podcast, is it? But I remember the player he was at Chelsea, and just thinking, "Oh, see right, that well, lad, the lad from Chelsea." Okay. Yeah, it's mm. Chelsea's. Yeah, and he, I mean, he. I, I think the thing about the Chelsea's Chelsea crew is that he, um, I think he suffered a really bad either knee or ankle injury. Yeah. Um, when he'd he'd had like a couple of games in the team, and then just um, under Villas Boas, and then just dropped out. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just I hear a lot of stuff about Spurs being really lucky and Spurs getting decisions off referees, and just think, nah. have you been watching for twenty years? Like, well, how, forget every other game we've played, and look at our record at Old Trafford, for example. Like, this is just kind of I, I, apart from a couple of alley decisions, particularly in Monaco, uh, when he flopped a little bit. I don't see any sort of anything debatable that we've. We've really benefited. There was a there was a great tweet doing the rounds after the game um, that was essentially to the effect of uh, for all the for all the other fans that are complaining about how lucky Spurs are. Um, once we've expired the like two million pieces of luck we're 
deserving after the Pedro Mendes goal. Oh, wasn't. God. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Back yeah. To you, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, good, strong tweet. Come on, let's, uh-huh. you know, there's things like that. There's fucking lasagna gate. There's, you know, Chelsea winning the fucking Champions League when we finish fourth. Come on. Like, I'm, I I don't even care. I can I can rest comfortably knowing we have a lot in the bank when it comes to luck and bad luck coming our way. Uh, exactly. A, a lot of it is resentment. A lot of um, a lot of fans our age, particularly, and we're, we're getting used to this ourselves, a lot of fans are used to Spurs being quite a soft team and quite a shit team. Um, and we haven't just bought success. We've grown a core of players, brought players through from the academy, bought quite wisely. Um, and we're benefiting from that. And it's put sort of Noses out of joint in places like Man United, who, you know, despite spending £150 million, pounds, again, are still a bit shit. You know, ditto Liverpool. You know, it's, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a little bit of that. I mean, you just kind of, anytime a team interrupts the status quo, there's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a sort of an emotional backlash. Liverpool have um, basically become pass it to Mane, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Coutinho's. Well, I fuck all to them at the moment. So. But this is what I don't get for all this talk of like what Klopp does and his gag and press and, you know, him being this clipboard ultra, you know, technical manager. They they genuinely seem to be just aping a Leicester City type approach. Well, That's all I can also, see them doing is just giving it to Mane who can be quick and score or square it in for, you know, someone else. But uh, I mean, I... I, I think he. I think there are times when you look at Liverpool and they look quite impressive, but uh, generally, look at the league table. I mean, not that good. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's not many of their players I would take, for example. I, I like Firmino. I would take Mane. Better, I would. I wouldn't take Firmino for a second though, and I'd take, I'd take him for a no, squad. No, no, But for the first not, team, he's not good enough to start for us. No. Um, I wouldn't take Coutinho over Eriksen at the moment. No, and you wouldn't take any of their defenders, obviously, or any of their fullbacks or their goalkeeper. Uh, you wouldn't take any of their defensive midfielders over ours with a better team. And I, I think this is it: is that sort of like people enjoyed people enjoyed having their fun with us, and you know because they always do the big club with the flaws. Um, and we 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 have had delusions of grandeur for a long time, but then we're now pretty good, and we we're we're pretty consistent. We don't really lose at White Hart Lane. Um, and I guess that's tough to bear. Um, I, I guess so this, this point, it, it it plays into what we've raised before with the likes of Sissoko and stuff, you know, when we're kind of complaining about having spent, I do, don't don't get me wrong, um, complaining about spending that 30 mil on players like Sissoko, that we are just at a level now, aren't we, where the type of players that are even fit for purpose as a squad member are probably going to cost that that sort of money um well i mean you it's a pretty it's a difficult thing to get into our team um it's hard for players that pochettino knows and trusts and it's even harder to find well firstly you know a a player that is immediately good enough to to kind of i mean who do you dislodge from that team i mean and and you know when everyone's fit we've got sort of adler meller into that mix as well i mean there aren't really many weak links. Theoretically, you could probably find a better, slightly better right-sided centre-back than Eric Dyer, but he does a very good job at the moment. And 
how how do you how do you really improve on that from the outside without spending thirty million quid? Yeah, you're quite complain right. as we do about Son. I mean, if you look at a player like Marko Arnautovic and what he's doing at Stoke and how he is essentially like their yeah. you know, centerpiece, or if you look at someone like Gilfie Sigurdsson at Swansea, I wouldn't take either yeah. of them over Son. To be honest with you, no, I, 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 I know they're kind of different kind of... players, but I'm just kind of making this example that Son, in my opinion, he walks into one of those teams. He is that guy in that sort of level of team. He yeah, can... that that's exactly that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he's not really he's not good enough to consistent. He's not consistent enough to start for us. But you know, you, he's absolutely fine as a sort of as a kind of a slight upgrade on a, a Chadley from the bench. I mean. He's a different player. I accept that, but you know, in terms of what they give you, not much. But goals and important goals and assists and the occasional moment which changes the game. I mean, you know, it could be worse. Um, go kind of going back to uh, to Millwall, but uh, with the gaze fixed very much uh, straight ahead. Janssen notched his first goal from open play. Um, I, I quite liked and I, I found it encouraging to see that he did, he didn't really milk it in my opinion. He, there no, was no, no big kind of. Or he almost seemed quite embarrassed that you know it had come to that, um, and there wasn't after the game there wasn't any kind of talk of you know oh it's good to you know essentially get get the monkey off my back or anything like that. He, it was very much a case of you know. This is I it. should have done this quite yeah. a while ago. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think he even spoke about the goal as if it was anything significant. It was just a case of, you know, it was good to get a goal. Um, see good to win. Over the coming, yeah, over the yeah. coming weeks. I mean, it's like, a good I mean, attitude to have. Yeah, mate, completely agree. There was none of that sort of, you know, that social media bluster on any of his channels. It was just a kind of, we won, great. And, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, on Sunday... Um, Pochettino was asked in the press conference about Janssen um, and he was asked about, I, I, I don't know who asked the question, but it, they made specific reference to that open play goal and, and also to what he did uh, on the pitch on Sunday. And Pochettino, Pochettino very deliberately said he's earned the chance to, to play more, to be more involved. I forget his exact phrasing, but it was a kind of, the implication was the things that Janssen is doing well we haven't necessarily seen yet that he he scored an open play goal that he ran around a bit at the end of Southampton not really important I, I think very hard for us to know of course but I, I think the penny has dropped with him a little bit behind the scenes about what he has to give of himself and how he has to be involved you know to be selected and I um I don't know I, I just see a slightly I, I I I suppose it's sort of a greater level of professionalism um and yeah, I mean, it, 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 to be fair to the guy, um, this is really only his second proper season of like visible professional football. I know he played professionally before he was um, he was at RZ. I think that was where he came from. Um, but he's he hasn't grown up as like a top tier player. He's yeah. not like Ali, who's sort of you know the moment he arrived at Spurs, within a few months he was a star. He was playing for England. And he's not someone that's been groomed in an academy from sort of day one to to play a role in the, you know, um, in, in a first team. He he's um, he's learning still. Um, he's probably I know he's twenty two, but he's probably sort of emotionally in term in football terms probably a little bit younger than that. Um, he's probably more like one of us. You know, you know the 
it, it doesn't really happen so much anymore. Um, but remember in the early years of the the Premiership when you would have a, kind of a, a a youngish striker come up, like Kevin Phillips, I think is probably the most notable example when he came up with Sunderland when he was probably early 20s and got the golden mm-hmm. boot. It's almost like the equivalent of signing someone like that who's still a bit untested. I mean, Jamie yeah. Vardy's probably not as straight a comparison, but probably there's still something in that. If Arsenal or someone had taken a punt on Vardy this summer after what he'd done last year, it's kind of the gamble we've taken with Janssen, aside from the fact that Janssen's a lot younger than you know someone like Vardy. Well, you remember Vardy last season when... Um... He was asked, I, I can't remember what it was, but he was talking about some drink that, like, he, he was mixing Smarties with vodka or something. Uh, Skittles, vodka, Skittles, Skittles with vodka, yeah, wasn't it, I think? It, and he just thought, that is, forget everything else we know and think about Jamie Vardy. That is the sign of not a particularly professional player, not a player that's grown up in the sort of the homogenized, sanitized world of an academy where you eat the right things, you drink the right things. Imagine if someone like, for instance, Harry Winks publicly said, yeah, that's what I do when I go home at night. Relax a bottle of vodka and some, some Skittles. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? You should know better. And that's weird because Winks is so much younger but and, and Vardy is nearly 30. But that is, I think there's something in that, mate. I, I, I think, you know, you, you if you come from a different level of the game, I think there is a learning curve. And, um, you know, Pochettino, very... Clearly, you know, um, has been whatever changes he want wanted to see is he's obviously seen them. So, uh, or is seeing them. Um, I, I've never really bought the. Um, I, I kind of see where it's come from, but I've never really bought as well that you know the whole kind of time is running out for Janssen narrative. I, I've never really seen anything. Um, for, for example, as a as a as a direct comparison to this, with. Vimmer, you've yeah. you've gotten the hint from the way Potter's acted and the things he said that he's actually actively unhappy with Vimmer. Um, yeah. Whereas with Janssen, it's mainly just been fans and press and so on and so forth talking about Janssen being out of sorts and Janssen running out of time to impress Pochettino. Uh, to me, I've never really gotten the impression that Pochettino is treating him as anything other than a young uh. striker... Maybe, maybe I, I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't go to every Pochettino press conference. And I don't go to the pre-match ones, which are, which are sort of a little bit more um, circumspect. So I, I, I'm not the best person to, to answer that. But I, um, there, there was a point at which he did specifically and, and very deliberately like criticise sort of his application in training. Oh, really? Um, okay. I, but, 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 but I think you're still right, though. I, I don't think there's ever been a case of him um, giving up on him or thinking, right, you know, or the Vimmer thing where Vimmer is bound for the glue factory in Pochettino's eyes. And I, I, I think, oh, he completely uh, is. is. Is dead to him. And, um, well, not dead to him, because, you, you know what I mean? I, I don't think he trusts him anymore. I think that kind of was broken at Man City when Vimmer was fucking awful. Um, but Janssen seems to be... Um, in his eyes, a project, I guess, from from all the noises that get made, because you don't bother to to sort of, as with Sissoko, like Sissoko is Pochettino signing, and you know you don't talk to the press about what a player is doing wrong unless you want to kind of, unless you want to be a, a sort of 
Sherwoodian cunt essentially mm. or or whether you want to see a reaction and and i i guess you know the 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 the, the jansen quotes were designed to do that and you know he's he's um i mean i people i i saw people saying on twitter afterwards oh he's lost a bit of weight and he's a bit quicker i, I don't personally see that i mean he still runs in a very strange way and his body is still his body has very strange proportions he runs in a very strange way doesn't he, he that's, really that's something does. i was thinking um he runs without moving his arms, which is really weird. <laughs> he doesn't look like... He looks a bit like a competition winner. Like a guy that, if you or I, if you, if you were sat in the stands of White Hot I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And all the players were injured and that kind of cliched, who's brought their boots? He runs around like you or I might. Do you know? Do you know what? In a way, though, um, I think one of the, one of the kind of parts of the evolution of Kane is that Kane was almost a little bit like that when he first started making those few cameos and things at Spurs. Like you looked yeah. at him and you thought, "This lad's not naturally an athlete. He's not really that fit, like physically." But now Kane, even like, as I think we've commented on this in the past, like his stature and the way he holds himself and the way he carries himself, he is he is very much an athlete now. He looks like a superstar. And I do think there is perhaps something to that, that, you know, if Janssen gets a bit more time under his belt with Pochettino, trains a bit harder, if he's got that application, if he's willing to really throw himself into it this summer, I mean, I know it's a bit of a joke and stuff, but I think the lad genuinely could do with trimming down a bit. He does look yeah, a bit porky still. Um, yeah, this- I mean, stand, stand next to Kane. I think, like, if you look at pictures of Kane's cheekbones now, as opposed to four, three or four years ago, like he he has lost a little bit of weight. I mean, he's he's still quite bulky, but I'm, I'm going to say that that's mainly muscle now. He looks mm-hmm. like an athlete. Like you're absolutely right. Whereas Janssen, yeah, he's a very strange shape for a footballer. But it's it's where that difference sets in with a lot of these players, right? In terms of their their mindset. Same thing could have been said of Bale. You know, when Bale first came, yeah. he had a lot of raw ability, but he was quite gangly. He wasn't that well coordinated at all times. And then he seemed to have like one summer, or at least over the course of like a. A half season stroke summer after he'd had sort of those recurrent injuries in his early Spurs career, when he slowly went from you know boy to man and came back mm. as Bale 2.0, um, like that big sort of 
indie type haircut had gone. He would you know, just little changes like that, and he suddenly, you know, became much more of an athlete. And if, if Janssen can do that, I think, you know, I don't see why not. But so it's, it's obviously it's a, it's a tall order because there's so few of these players that have that real mentality to kick on. And you know, I, I <laughs> it doesn't take me much to start waxing lyrical about Harry Kane, but. No, I no, really, I, I, you know, I. It's it's so throwaway, and it sounds so blinkered Spurs fan to say, but I really think the lad has that. He he has that superstar mentality. I think there's, I, I, it astounds me that there is still so much doubt around Harry Kane. Like, it, it, yeah, Jack, that's because of. Firstly, he's English. Secondly, he's called Harry Kane. Thirdly, he plays for Tottenham. Like and he doesn't. What, what more does the lad have to do? Like you, you see at the moment, you know, Lukaku's having a great se- like Lukaku's having a great season. Lukaku's a great player. You know, he's a great. He's not. Great he's player. not a superior player to Kane. No, I, 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 mean, I, I don't think he's a uh, massively inferior player to Kane either. But I don't. Think no, he's, he's not. But 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 what I mean is, you know, there is this kind of there's this like conversation that surrounds this because it's going to happen. These comparisons are going to be drawn: Lukaku versus Kane. But there's just this kind of, I don't know, this almost like faux sense of intellectualism around it that, oh, well, of course, Lukaku is a better player than Harry Kane. You know, I think why 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 would uh, Barcelona spend as much on Kane as they would on Lukaku? Well, because Kane scores a lot more goals than Lukaku does. Kane, Kane has does a lot more period than, than he does. I mean, Kane has but, a much I, better I, attitude noted than Lukaku does. You know, well, you. I mean, I, I, um, I know football doesn't really work like that, and you know, you, you can't compare strikers even when on the same pitch. But it was very telling that um, during the Everton game, like when Kane's not involved in a match, when when the play doesn't sort of centre around him, it doesn't come to him naturally. He goes and finds it, and he goes and influences it. He may not always influence it in a good way, but there's always that he's an, always a visible presence in a game. Whereas Lukaku. In that game, and, and in just about every other game I've seen, when he's not scoring goals, you don't know he's on the pitch. I mean, he's well, that's not quite fair, but he's he's not that sort of he's not nearly as omnipresent. I mean, he's unless he gets the kind of delivery he needs, or the kind of the balls played into the right areas for him to exploit, whether that be sort of you know running to space in the channels or you know um, crosses that he can attack, he doesn't do very much. He scores a lot of goals. He's a good finisher, definitely. But even if I wasn't a Tottenham fan, I'd like to think that um, that it's not really a decision. If I was if, if I was asked to pick between the two, I mean, I, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really see the um, the argument for for Lukaku as a superior player. Uh, yeah. Fuck him. Um, right. Let's have a look. <laughs> We've had a question from at Single Malt Suds um, who asks. This is quite an interesting one. Is Wenger staying better or worse for Spurs? Um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts at, at large on the Arsenal Wenger at Arsenal? Um, Don't I I, I? I I I hate the way he's being treated. I didn't. I can't. I find it very strange to say that, but I think it's just one of the most classless things I've ever seen. Um, you flying planes and oh, fuck off. You know, flying planes is about fans. It's about people who want attention, and you want, like, you know, uh, articles written by about them by the lab bible. Um, and to I, I also like, you don't have to be particularly old to remember what they were before he got there. 
No. Um, and, you know, uh, it's as if kind of, it's sometimes the way Wenger's tenure is presented as if he sort of inherited this, 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 this team that were, were on a kind of unstoppable trajectory. And I, yeah. They used to finish below us consistently. They were a mid-table team. I, you know, generally they, 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 um, yeah, he is, he completely changed the face. He completely changed what Arsenal are as a football team. He changed the Premier League, Um, Basically, yeah, he set different trends and he created new habits within the league that were adopted by others and, and um, I mean, no, okay, I do, I, do. I, I get the grievance, Jack. I get the sort of that we're we're a bit shit, and look, realistically, for us to be what are we uh, nine points clear of them with them having a game in hand, that's unacceptable for a team that spends as much money as they do and have the wage spend that they do. That would, if I was an Arsenal fan, that would fuck me off. <laughs> that would be very difficult to take. But at the same time, there's a way of doing this, and there's a way of, I, I yeah, I, I don't. I think as well using Spurs though. As a barometer in this example, if you just look at kind of you know if we're going along that net spend, wage spend type yeah. thing, we're a poor we're a poor barometer for that. Given yeah, the way in which we've brought this squad up largely through our academy and also through these kind of just very shrewd acquisitions, we are we, we you know I I think we're a bit of a an anomalous case. A better example would be say if they benchmarked themselves with teams like United and teams like Liverpool at the moment. Not even United, really. United have spent a lot more than them and, than them and aren't doing much better. And, no. you know, at the same time, you see this you see this all the time from Arsenal, but consistently under Wenger, they finish best of the rest. You know, other than the Leicester year, Arsenal are usually only bested by Oil Chelsea Club. or City. Really? Yeah, like clubs with a preposterous financial advantage. Same in the Champions yeah. League. They only usually get knocked out in the Champions League by teams who are far superior to them financially. Like teams that were pissed all over pretty much every Premier League team every year. Like, so so I just, I just don't, I don't really see the full grievance. I mean, um, a, a good friend of mine who's a who's an Arsenal fan. Um, he's pretty much on the fence about the whole thing, and his biggest grievance that I can see though is that uh, he's had a lot of very talented, decent players are, for the past few years, um, stagnating and have stagnated under Wenger. Your yeah. Oxlade Chamberlains, your Walcotts, um, players like Giroud have never really realised anything of I'm not convinced Giroud. I, I, I'd, add, I'd add with. Aaron Ramsey into that, mate, as yeah, well. You know, I mean, he had that one season and then he's been pretty much nothing ever since. Um, so I, I, can, I can, I mean, even, even someone like Koscielny, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, Mustafi, I think, like, I think Mustafi's a, a good player, but Meza Ozil, Ozil, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, Kieran Gibbs, probably another one. Pretty good English left back has like gone into the witness protection program. I don't know what <laughs> happened to Kieran Gibbs. I, no, I, I get the argument, and also, <clears throat> I get the, um, the they pay a lot of money for their tickets, <clears throat> so that kind of that amplifies frustration. But I'm not having the idea that this is this is behaviour restricted solely to match going fans. Like it's not. That's just not true. Like okay, there's a lot of protests and stuff, but uh, you know a lot of the Twitter nonsense you see is from TV fans. And um, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I, I I don't. As far as the question goes, I don't know. I don't think anyone can really say what whether Arsenal are more or less of a problem with or without him because 
the idea is so unimaginable because and that in itself kind of justifies what we're saying what we've said about the way he's being treated because Wenger and Arsenal are essentially intertwined you know you can't really separate the two at this point um so it's I I, I can't I don't know I mean I don't the thing is I, I you know beyond the games we play against them and what the league table looks at, at the end of it don't really care what happens at Arsenal right just beat the team that they put out twice a year and then I'll be happy yeah I think that's fair enough um if I were to give Phil something of an answer um I would I'd still be inclined to say you know winger staying is worse as Spurs he's never finished below Spurs I mean that can change obviously um but we've we've seen it don't many, say it, Jack. No, but I mean, we've seen it. This is it, though. We've seen it many yeah. times over the years when we've been like, but that probably will change this year, but it doesn't. And whether that's him, whether he somehow manages to push, it's that, if it's that mental that mental barrier that we talk about, that I, I'm I'm utterly convinced by that, that we consistently finish below Arsenal as a matter of mentality more than, you know, ability... Yeah. especially in the past few years. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, no question that the, the, the first 11 to first 11 at the moment, no question that Tottenham are more talented. Uh, it's not a debate. They are. Um, oh, but how I just how nice would it be to beat them in the FA Cup final, mate? <sighs> Good God. <Yeah. laughs> Good I don't God. think they're going to get there, mate. But um, I don't think we're going to get there. <laughs> no, that's a test. Yeah, annoyingly, yeah. yeah. So we just we get yeah. We we the year we finally finish above Arsenal, we're gonna have to endure handing Chelsea the double. That'll be nice, won't it? Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Let's leave that for. Let's leave that for a few weeks. I'm in a pretty good place at Spurs. Don't don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Arsenal. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. We've got one from Grant Allot. Um, Gallup to 1985, who asks, do we now need to structure our recruitment in the summer around looking for players to fit a 3-4-2-1 formation? Uh, oh, mate, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really believe... I. It's going to sound a bit like a redknapism, but I think the, the players you have dictate the formation you play, not the other way around. I mean, I know it works for us, but it works for us because of the players we have available. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. You need a smarter person than me to answer that. But. I have it on uh, on fairly fairly good authority that uh, it's not just Guff that we, uh, you know, Zaha is very high up on our. I think. I think. Yeah, I think everyone kind of knew that. Yeah, no, that, that's 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 not really a secret, and neither is the Ross Barkley Mate, thing. Stop, I, come I, on, I'm trying to be some sort of you know oracle here. Okay, you know, no. Try to make that's it, like it, that's, totally that, that, that's interesting, Jack. That is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Right. Good ITK. Fucking hell, mate. Come on. <laughs> Mugging me off I, in front of all my pals here. I, I am. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I quite like. I quite like Zaha. I don't I, think. I really. Mate, I think this this season as well. He's gotten better and better. Yeah, mate. I, I think. Um, I, I know. Given things I've said in the past, this pod is going to sound a bit um, agenda led, but uh, I think he would be. Better for us than Son. I really like Son. I think he's a pound for pound, a, a, a more talented player. I'm not an all more talented player, a more useful Premier League player. He's uh, he's becoming. I mean, 
a, a player I would like to wax lyrical about in a more neutral setting would be Raheem Sterling, who I think is becoming mm-hmm. a, a fantastic, fantastic player. And I think it's really understated as well, his progress under, as much as I've made fun of Guardiola, his progress under Guardiola has been immense. I think he's... Right. I just think he's such a good player. I really do. He's yeah. He might. I I know it, it, the instant would be that you know he doesn't score these sort of flashy goals like he did at Liverpool. He's not quite as explosive a player as he was at Liverpool. But don't need him to be. Well, no, exactly. There's so much more to his game now. Yeah. You've got like you know you, you if you've got if you're lining up alongside Kevin De Bruyne, you don't need Raheem Sterling to rip thirty yarders in every week. You just like is the way he moves is brilliant. Like anyone, I I am. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just I, I, I don't get the criticism. I get the England criticism because it's England and England is shit. And but Harry Kane's shit for England. Let's, let's oh, yeah, it, you know, you know, Ali, Ali wasn't particularly great. Like, I mean, it's it that that's that's all well and good, but like, yeah, like look at the, look at the guy's numbers and his performances and the positions he takes up and the chances he makes for other players and you know, like to 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 adapt that quickly to. I'd say of all the players in Man City, he's adapted the quickest to Guardiola of all of them. Um, certainly the improvement between what he was and what he now is, is is the most dramatic. And this, my point is, I feel that Zaha could potentially be that type of player for us. I think, you know, when he was smashing them in every other week in the Championship at Palace and had that ill-fated mm-hmm. Man United move, He's not that player anymore. Almost, almost, I guess, again, similar to what Eric Lamella was like at Roma versus what Eric Lamella was like before he, again, went into witness protection, as you, the phrase you coined earlier on. Um, or Eric Lamella. <laughs> do you think we're ever going to see him again, mate? Because I'm, I really just, I don't, I think that's his top career done, personally. But I mean, there are stories. Uh, we can't talk about them on here, can we? But. Um... I think, I think it's a point where you just hope, um, forget the football and, and just hope that he, the things that are going on with his family and with him personally just get better. I think, mm. I, I I think he's um, I think he's a really admirable footballer. I I I I'd love it if he if he stayed. I, I don't know. I mean, um, but uh, I I just think there are they're, they're just a bigger issues in football. For, for but we point. paid thirty million pound for him, mate. He should be fucking bail as well. He's left-footed. Yeah, all valid points, all valid points. But um, no, I, I just think um, yeah, I love watching him play. I mean, it's just it's like little warrior with a boy band haircut. It's great. Um, but uh, I, I don't know, mate. I mean, I um, certainly it just seems. I mean, everyone knows the kind of the things that have been going on. I'm, I don't mean his dog dying. Obviously, um, but yeah, he's he's obviously quite a troubled young man. So uh, just yeah, hope he gets uh, gets the help he needs and uh, see him on the pitch soon somewhere. Um, at D Dastardly um, asks, uh, he basically asks, do we need a, a cover um, for Chris? I'm trying to decipher the tweet. I think a point he's making is, do we need some cover for Christian Eriksen, another attacking midfielder? Um, of that ilk. Uh, I know Isco is a name that's been Whoa. linked <laughs> quite heavily, but... Every every time I hear Isco's name, I remember your WhatsApp message to me on the eve of the transfer deadline day. What was that? 
It was. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you. No. Please do, I, mate. I deserve it, it. It was kind of pleading. It was a sort of. You, you were eager for this guy to sign. Do you know what though, mate? I'm. I'm kind of now. I'm indifferent in just in the respect that yeah, he he probably would be great, but there's no guarantee that he'd be great. And if he were to sign, he'd probably not Christian Eriksen out of the team, who I think has gone up a little this year. Great couple of months with Christian Eriksen. I think the lad's uh, fucking amazing. He's, he was, uh, I thought he was great on Sunday for most of it. And he got knackered towards the end, but he, um, like, that, the first, the, his first hour in that game was as good, almost as good as I, I think I've seen him, um, from him at Spurs. Um, I don't know. I, I, nah, I, I don't think we do. I, I have a little bit of a theory about this. I think eventually, um, and this may prove laughable in a couple of years' time, I think eventually. Harry Winks will become more of a Christian Eriksen than a deep line player. Um, no, I don't think that's that laughable, mate. Well, I, I, no, I, I can see the merits of both. I think he's such a complete player that he could pretty much play any midfield position. I just think he has a little bit of... He's certainly a player that's got the instinct to, to carry the ball forward. He does like to shoot. He's pretty smart around the penalty box. I, 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 I see that as his future. I don't think they'll ever be identical players I just think in terms of what they're asked to do I think you'll always have well for as long as Pochettino is at the club you always bank the midfield up with two pretty physical players because that really that's shown to it's been shown to work really well I think he is a more of a yeah and he's more of a sort of aggressive passer and uh, yeah I, 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 I think um, I don't think we'll sign someone to to take that kind of game time away from Winks you buying um, you buying the Winks hype then? Hey Winks, uh, Winks is an absolutely brilliant player. I I, I I know there are imperfections, but um, the first time I saw him live was um, uh, the West Ham game, and it's quite startling, like to see his levels of expression. Because usually, like, like you, when you see like a younger player come in, most of them just try not to fuck up. They try not to do things which can like you know embarrass them or, or or make someone say he's not ready for this level. Winks from the first minute of that game, he was using the ball properly and and there, there's no fear to him. Like he's he's really good technically, of course, like really good with the ball at his feet, very good passing range, lovely, great. But the thing about him is just this just fearlessness. And um yeah, I, I absolutely love watching Harry Winks play and um yeah um not. I, I, I'm not sort of right. Put him in the team now and drop everybody else and build the entire team and give him the captain's armband. I just mean that I think he'll be one of the. I, I really believe he'll be one of the most talented English players of his generation. Um, no, I really. I, I I don't know how anyone, not on TV, because other fans when 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 Tottenham fans talk about Winks, other fans sneer. Like, but anybody who's who's watched him at White Hart Lane or or in any other game he's played, like you can't help but think that. He's just, he is, he's excellent. One of the most exciting young players I've seen uh, like come through Tottenham's academy in my lifetime. Definitely. Um, High praise yeah. indeed. Yeah. And actually, I include, I include Kane in that because um, Kane has become a fantastic player. But, like, I wasn't initially, I'm not going to pretend that I was always on the Kane bandwagon. I thought he was fucking awful the first time I saw him um, and was set for League One. Um, but Winks, you just there's a there's a there's something about him. You, you just think that that's just class, right there. Do you think it's because he's a bit Spanish? Do you think it's the Spanish bit that's good? 
yeah probably that mate it's just like yeah i'm so anti-brexit that that's that's how i think yeah everything about the eu is good it would be quite <laughs> funny if uh if spain did snap him up hey uh, mate it's uh the smith he's not eligible it's uh his great-grandparents one of his great-grandparents that have the spanish connection it was um the mirror talking bollocks the mirror really yeah i know gasps from everywhere yeah shit yeah. not true at all he's not eligible to play for spain right well good Hands off, paella munchers. Siesta <laughs> layabouts. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, Costa del fuck off. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, and on that note, um, we'll kill it there because there's no yeah since international break. I don't think break. there's any way to top that. That's just, no. Same do the outro. Just put the microphone down. Yeah. Listen to us on iTunes and on Acast. Follow us at RTR underscore pod. Uh, we'll be back next week talking to somebody from Burnley, probably. Um, sure, we're looking forward to that. Come on, you Spurs. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.